we just knock on the lady's door and says, I was like, this one, we're knocking on this one. We're raking these leaves. And so this lady was like, awesome. Okay. She was this kind of older lady named Wendy. So we raked her leaves. We made this giant leaf pile and we were kind of being dumb and we were jumping in afterward and she got a kick out of that. (laughs) But then we had asked her, like we introduced ourselves as missionaries, taught her. And then she's like, I actually went to your church when I was 16 with my boyfriend. I actually have a copy of the Book of Mormon. I swear I will never become a member of your church, but I respect you. Uh-huh. And I go, oh, Wendy, yes, we will see. <laughs> <laughs> and so we would go back every week just to knock on her door and say, hope you're doing well. Can we help you? We'd love to teach you. Welcome back to another episode of Mission Moments. My name is Levi Hilton. This is the podcast where we get to hear the experiences and miracles of those who have served as missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Today, we have a very special guest, Zach Hunter. Zach, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm super excited to be here today. Um, I am a return missionary from the Georgia Atlanta North Mission, much like you, Levi. Yes. And we, I just got back a couple weeks ago, um, which is super exciting. But yeah, me and you actually had served a lot together um, in our mission. We crossed paths all the time, a lot of exchanges. So I'm super hyped today to talk about kind of experiences there and kind of what we went through. I'm so excited. Yeah, so me and, me and Zach... Formerly Elder Hunter, um, <laughs> he got here like a month after me or a transfer after me. Or was it two? It was one transfer. It was just yeah. one, right? Yeah. And then yeah, he just got home. I got home two months ago, and now he's back, and we're back. So we like served the whole missions together all around each other. We've probably been on like, what, 15 exchanges or oh, something yeah, at it's least. Be. We've it's had up there. <laughs> so many, so many good times. We've like always crossed paths in our areas, switching areas and stuff. So we're excited. We're excited for today. Well, let's see, Zach, where should we start? Let's start with... The first part of the mission, actually, why don't we start with that? So when we first came in, heavy COVID, yeah. what was that like for you? Well, so I went up to this area called Blairsville, which is like the tippy top of our mission in Georgia, which is also like massive, this huge area. Huge. And then we got expanded into North Carolina at one point. So our area was like three hours wide of just like the boonies, which is unique for our mission. And so I was up there, but it was COVID, so I was locked down, and it was kind of an older community. So all we could really do was Facebook find. But thankfully, we had you, which oh. <laughs> was our social media expert. And so that's for how I first met you was, like, over a Zoom call. And I was like, who is this guy that is so confident and knows how to help over Facebook? Oh, no. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a lot, though, like, because that's not what I expected the mission to be like. And I think that's something, like, I learned over the course of my mission was just like what you expect is like you should throw that out out the window and I think most missionaries whatever mission you go to it should be like that where you have some set expectations but hey you be adaptable because the Lord wants you to do stuff differently in a different area than you would prefer and so that was the first part was a lot of Facebook work but I adapted and it was a cool experience I feel like we were pretty much in the same boat where we came in not expecting Facebook work. We both did it, and it, it worked well. Oh, Got, yeah. Like, we had some good times. There were miracles. There were me. definitely miracles, but when we finally opened up for, like, the street contacting, that's where we, I think, both lost. Oh, the lost joy, them. yes. <laughs> you and me both Oh, good times. <laughs> guys, I'll tell you, Zach, so after that first area, you went to the office, right? Yes. And oftentimes in the office, you don't have tons of time to, like, go out in public, but 
Zach would make time. Like, no matter where they were, they were going to pick up food for, like, a zone conference. They'd get at least 10 numbers, I swear. <laughs> Someone would get baptized in every Walmart they walked into. It was insane. Well, I had I made a, a decision. It was right when you were kind of – when we had worked together a little bit in the office. But I made a decision where I was kind of shy until that point. And I was put in the office for, like, some reason as the secretary. And I was like, okay, I am going to make the most out of it, like you said. And so every FedEx driver that would come in, I made it a goal to say who we are, what we do, and invite him to do something. Love, share, and invite every person. And so that was pretty fun. And I was able to kind of just like grow a little bit personally there, which is cool, but also just interact with a whole lot of people. And so that was kind of fun. The, another fun part of that kind of spot in my mission was I got to do a lot of weird stuff like you said (laughs) I picked up at one point I think like I was asked to like pick up food for like a zone conference or something and I bought like 30 pizzas (laughs) and this guy was like who are you and I was like well we're missionaries and we like pizza but we also like talking about Christ (laughs) big time but yeah that was a fun spot in the mission preach my gospel you know talks about talk to everyone and Zach was known as the missionary who did talk like that was his he was iconic talk to everyone, testify, invite. It was awesome. <laughs> what were some of the favorite moments from that? Um, I think just the the fun. Like, it was so fun just meeting someone instantly and teaching them. Like, I love sitting down on a couch with the family and teaching them for, like, 45 minutes and just, like, going for it. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I also love talking to, like, a person for 30 seconds who I have never met and I would be kind of afraid to talk to normally. That brought so much joy just to see, like, I have no idea what this person is going to say. They have no idea what I'm going to say. And then we teach them, and we feel the spirit, and it's quick, and it's fun. It's so fun. And I think that my favorite were the ones where we, talk, we start talking, and we catch their attention. And yeah. then we have, like, a 10-minute in-depth lesson, yes. like, just standing there, right? Yeah. And we teach them the whole first discussion. We teach them about Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon and... Those were good times. Oh, yeah. How did that start out for you? Um, like, for me, I was in Winder mm-hmm. and Little Boonies Town in Georgia, and we just would go to the Walmart parking lots, and we would just rep it because I had never street contacted. Yeah. I wanted to get better. We would go for hours and just, like, talk to every person coming out of Walmart, walk with them to their car, t- teach them about the Book of Mormon. And it wasn't super successful, but I got, like, hundreds of reps in, thousands of reps in of, like, practicing that how did it how did you get into it oh i think it just kind of what we were talking about from the office i Mm -hmm. think that was a pivotal thing and then honestly an exchange with you um there was i vividly remember my first exchange where we had like interacted a whole lot but Uh when we had gone on an exchange the first area out of me being in the office i was in like this area called macedonia and we had gone on an exchange and i remember vividly this experience with you too so we were in an apartment complex um, and we were just headed out from meeting with one of our friends and you were like, oh, grab some trash from the car as we're like driving out of this complex. And I was like, oh, OK, so you took the trash and you're like, park. And then you got out of the car and then you threw the trash away because you had noticed there was a person at the dumpster. And I'll I'll never forget what you said. You said that you're like, hey, you don't happen to be Christian, do you? <laughs> to this guy. And I was like, no way. Elder Hilton is insane. I love it. <laughs> I do not remember that. I love that. And so after that, I like always would remember. Also, it was kind of fun that you said, you don't happen to be Christian, do you? But I love how you just like, we're like, we're going to teach everyone. 
we're going to teach everyone. We're going to go by the spirit. And that's something that after that moment, that exchange, like I had been growing in the office and over my mission, but I realized there's so many people that we pass by for our own reasons, for we're tired, we're hungry. It's, we can get by. No one really expects us to talk to this guy, but let's talk to him. And so we did. And now that person knows one more thing about Christ and his missionaries. And so I would say that was an experience. I was like, okay. And then from that point on, I was like, oh, I love talking to everyone. Oh, yeah. And Zach, he's, he's a runner and he's a quick walker. I remember we'd go on exchanges. <laughs> We would be like hauling, hauling between the houses. We, we, we were jogging. It was good. In fact, actually, speaking of running, yes. 5K. 5K. Oh, boy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so me and some elders, uh, when we were together, we were like, we saw this 5K flyer up in the park. And we're like, wouldn't it be wild if we had won that or we if we could do that? And then I was like, okay, let's sign up. So we all signed up, me and five elders, but we did it in proselyting attire with shirts, ties, tags, <laughs> and we ran it. And, but the thing was, we tried to like, you know, talk to people as we run. Hey, we're the missionaries because they all thought we were crazy weird for running in a shirt and tie. But then we ended up winning the thing. <laughs> and it was so awesome. It was a funny experience, though. <laughs> oh, crazy. Thinking of Macedonia, we had that exchange. Um, this is actually a perfect example of like teaching someone where it's so fun, you help them, but then maybe it doesn't pan out all the way. Mm. If so, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, because I might get this wrong. But we roll up to this referrals house, and there's like 10 German shepherds. We get out of the car, like mm. 10 massive German shepherds like come at us, and we're like, we have the spirit with us. We're co- we're good. That's yes, you were <laughs> feeling that. I was very scared. <laughs> no, no. So, we, so we walk down to their door, and. Knock on the door. Guy answers. And was, it, was he the referral? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was the referral. And we, we just started talking to him about his experience and stuff. And he was like, yeah, I've been – what happened? He was like, I've been baptized. And we opened up Acts 2. Do you remember? So, yeah, he had been baptized. He was, like, searching for something in his life. Um, he was this young guy, kind of our age. And then, then we had read from, from Acts 2 uh, talking about how Peter said everyone – needs to repent and be baptized and have faith in Jesus Christ. It's pretty clear cut. And he goes, yeah, I need to do that. And it was this powerful moment of like, oh my gosh, like I never felt like the spirit that quick hit a person or see it that way. And that was a cool experience. Yeah, no, it's so cool because these like start committing and then hopefully we can keep them going. And there are 10 times where that happens too, which is fun. Macedonia was a good area. I served oh, yeah. there right after I replaced Elder Hunter. Yeah, we had, we had flopped areas. And so it was awesome to see like, it's like, oh, the area's in good hands with Elder Hilton. Yeah, we just switched. <laughs> it was so fun. The, uh, dude, honestly, a story about that that's perfect. Um, Macedonia, do you remember that apartment complex? It's like the only complex in Macedonia. It's right by ball. Oh, ground. yes, yes. And so we're knocking there. Guy opens the door. Um, he's like shirtless, half naked. Mm. And <laughs> most Georgians. Most yes. Georgians. <laughs> we're just, I'm just like, hey, you know, we have a really special message. He's like, yeah, I'm not interested. Just closes the door. We stop the door from closing. You know, we say, we want to help you live with your family together, like forever. And he said, I don't want that. <laughs> Tries to turn the door. We're like, stop, stop, stop. You know, we want to help you come closer to Jesus Christ. He's like, I am close to Jesus Christ. And like, tries to turn the door. Usually we weren't like this. Like, that was a lot. But we stopped him one more time, pulled out a Book of Mormon. So we want to talk to you about this book. And I always remember he stopped. He looks down and he's like, I've seen that book. And I know that it's true. Come in and teach me about it. Oh, that's so <laughs> and, cool. Yeah, so, so fun. 
And we went in and taught his family, and something ended up happening with his family, but he is, I know, on date currently, I think, still. <gasps> That's so, so probably amazing. Probably saw him the other day. Uh, but it, when times like that, when you're just persistent, there's like, that's the best feeling in the world. Um, I, I feel that way too with, so you had taught, uh, or so I originally had taught a guy named Chuck in Macedonia and he was just golden. He had this desire and then things kind of went a little shaky for a bit. And then that's right when we had, uh, when we had transfers and we had swapped places and I was like, I would follow him in area book and see what were the updates. And I was like, it wasn't, at first, it wasn't going uh-uh. exactly right, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know if this man will ever really accept the gospel like in this time in the way that I'd like to see it." Um, but it was awesome to see his progression over time and how um, I got to see that from one area. Like, I have a buddy, and I can message him on P days and ask him about Chuck. Um, but I think it goes to show too that if you're persistent and you do your part, then the Lord has. There's a person who needs lots of touch points with the gospel. Yeah. And that's what I think I was the first touch point in a lot of people's journey. A lot of street contacts, a lot of first touch touch points with the gospel. And thankfully, Chuck, he, after a series of touch points by a lot of missionaries, by a lot of people, he had accepted the gospel and was baptized. I didn't and, know that. He did get baptized? Yeah, he did. Oh, that's awesome. And so you were another touch point before you didn't see yes, the end. Yes, yeah, there we, we go. <laughs> but it was awesome to see the, the change in that man's life and how we don't always expect or you see someone and you, you're like, oh, this is what they need right now. But then over time, the Lord has a special plan for them and you get to be a part of it. That's true. That's super true. Okay, one more point on uh, street contacting. Hit us yes. with your approach. Should we do role play? Oh, oh, role plays? <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Um, I ended my mission at the University of Georgia campus, and there hadn't been missionaries there in, like, over a year. And so we had, like, no one knew who we were, and so we would always go up to students, and we'd be like, hey, how's it going? And then, I guess, go for it. Doing well, doing well. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. We are the, we're the missionaries for Jesus Christ on campus, and we've just been going around and asking people what brings them hope in their life. Oh, yeah, I, you know, God usually, he gives me hope. Gives you hope. That, same for me. And what gives me hope the most from God is that he, he loves us today and he's called the prophet of God. Of, he's, he's called the prophet today, his prophet, to teach us that we can have hope for us and for others. And that's why we're here. We go share that message. Would it be all right if we sat down and we could tell you a little bit more about this prophet of God? Sure, just for a few minutes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh. Dude, I love that. Ah, takes me back. Good times. I feel like my approach changed a lot over the mission. Oh. Like, it was almost like flavor of the month a little bit. But it always, yeah. always like two prophets, though, I feel like it was always super powerful. There was always, that was in the South, too. That's in our mission, it was like everyone loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everyone has some version of how they worship God. But you got to give them what's new. And really on campus, I think there were a lot of students who were like, I know I need to follow God and I'm out on my own now and I don't really know like what to do, but you guys sound like you know what you're talking about. And well, that's the spirit working on them. But I think we can take that too. Like we're in college right now, Levi. And I mean, we know how to follow God. We know his gospel, his restored gospel, but yet we can't forget it. Much like others can't forget it too. That's true. That is true. Still works. Still, Still works. works. Still works. <laughs> I remember, honestly, probably street contacting is what changed my testimony the most mm. for me. Because my approach was usually, should we do another role play? Yes. <laughs> okay. Go my, for it. My classic. Yes. Hey, are you Christian by chance? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, perfect. You'll love what we share. We share a story about a young boy named Joseph. Joseph Smith. Have you heard of him? Oh, yeah. I saw something on Netflix about him. Yeah, Joseph Smith was just a young boy. And I'll, I'll pause there. But then we just stop and we uh, go into the whole story of Joseph Smith. And telling that story, like, literally, you know, dozens of times a day, so much fun. And not just so much fun, but, like, so impactful for me. Yeah. Like, I feel like I had a pretty good grasp on the scriptures, um, like, before I came out. And definitely while I was there. But I learned so much more about Joseph Smith and just testifying of him to everybody. Because people also in Georgia had heard some not great things about Joseph Smith. And then as we just testify of, I know that he was a prophet of God and that he will help you if you, you know, follow these teachings. So good. I think that too, where like we would say like, it's obviously not like a rote presentation of Joseph Smith's experience, but it, you talk about the first vision and it's, it's pretty similar every time you, you do it. But isn't it interesting where it's like you've shared it 15 times and then it's like the 16th time, like late at night and it's just like crazy powerful for some reason. And you're Good like, time. why, why this? Well, it's because the person is like accepting it. Yeah. And I think too, like if you're open to the spirit when you're contacting, things will like shift in subtle ways. Like I remember this one specific experience where you, did you ever do cold calls? Oh yeah. Oh, (laughs) there was like a weird month of the mission, maybe two months where we like did a lot of cold calling. And I mean, we would call literally like eight hours a day. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And I remember this one, we were on the phone and I just felt something different. And I was doing the same kind of thing, talking about Joseph Smith. One of the things that this prophet has taught is that children who have died before being baptized, that there's still a chance for them and that they'll be in heaven. And I remember that was like a weird thing to say. And I think I read Moroni 8 too. And she stops, paused for a while. And she's like, yeah, my, my son, actually my six-year-old son just died. And I've been really nervous about that. And we talked about that for a little bit on the phone. And I don't think we ever ended up talking again, but we had a good conversation. And I remember just feeling, dang, you know, we're able to, even, even over the phone, the Spirit's able to work through us to help us, you know, help, help his children, which is wonderful. Okay, Zach, teaching experiences. What are, I know you taught so many people. What are some of the favorites? Oh, yes. Okay, so one like of my most favorite teaching experiences was it was, uh, it was with this lady named Kendall, this girl named Kendall at the University of Georgia. So she had been like super prepared, and we had been tabling. So we had like set up a table outside this like, kind of this block in like, I don't know, the campus where it's just like crazy open, 40,000 students a day walk past this to the cafeteria. So we set up a table and we just have this this board outside that was talking about, I I can't remember, some gospel principle. And she walked right up and I said, hey, this is what we're talking about. I can't really remember how it started, but both of my companions, I was in a trio at the time, both of them were teaching someone individually within eyesight of me. And I say, okay, yeah. So I, I said to Kendall, let's just go sit down right over here and I'll teach you about the, the prophet of God on the earth today. And so we sat down, I, I told her, I, I taught her the whole, the whole first lesson in about 15 minutes. It was really short. Mm-hmm. And that was perfect about campus too, is just you do quick and the spirit is present. And she said, I'm looking for this right now. My grandpa is, uh, is a pastor. He's one of the biggest pastors in where he lives. Um, she's like, I haven't been vibing with that really, but I'm looking for something that is, is more real. 
And so in that moment, I told her that the Book of Mormon is true. There's a prophet of God and Christ still speaks to us. God still speaks to us. And so I gave it to her and then we left. And like a lot of students, I was like, I don't know if that'll pan out. It was a cool moment in their life for me and for them. But then she had taught her roommates that night. They had stayed up till like 1 a.m. talking about Lehi. No way. Talking about Sam. If a person knows who Sam is, <laughs> then they really read the chapter. And so she brought her friend to the next lesson. And over a series of weeks, we had taught her. And then this, this was awesome, Levi. So this was my last day in the mission. Um, and so we had... We had set up this lesson with Kendall with a member there, and we were about to, we were going to read 2 Nephi 31. Now, going in, like, we weren't thinking about the invitation for baptism then. It was probably the next lesson is what we were planning on. But we went in, we read it, and she asked, how do I get baptized? And we're like, what? You've never been baptized? Because a lot of people in the South, they've been baptized in a lot of churches. That you have to kind of work with that. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've never been. I don't really know what it is. And so we, we taught her and we helped her understand covenants and change and growth. And it was awesome, too. It was my last day. It was cool for me that I got to invite her to get baptized. It's a cool experience for me. Any missionary this could really do the last day of the mission? Last day, last lesson. And then she accepted a baptismal date. She's working towards it right now. But then it was fun at the last. She had a question at the end, though. She goes, I don't know why I'm asking this, but how long do you have left? And I just bawled. The spirit hit me so powerfully. It was, I said, I'm gone tomorrow. I think God put me here for you. And you put, and he put you here for me. Like this was supposed to happen. And so that was one of the more powerful experiences I think I had in my mission. The last, one of the last experiences. But it really just kind of showed God's love for me, God's love for her, and the gospel of change, I think. Yeah. Do there's some special moments at the end of missions? Like, I, th- I remember some of the, probably the most spiritual moments of the mission being in the last few hours or few days. I didn't invite someone to be baptized that last night, but I remember we, like, we stopped at, I think it was Publix, maybe, for something. And we're walking in, and this guy is like, hey, I know you. You, like, went to my um, Culver's a few months ago. And I had been on an exchange in Laurel Springs. We went to this Culver's for lunch. And it was like he was the cashier. And uh, we had talked about, you know, we talked to everyone. So we were like gave him a discussion when we were checking out. And now he's in Gainesville. So this is like, you know, 30 minutes away. And he's like, oh, yeah, you were, I was the cashier. And we talked. He was like, yeah, I just moved up. I'm looking for a church. And so we got him in touch with everyone. And that was just like so fun. Oh, I'm like, what? So How awesome. the last day? Like, what oh. are the odds? It's so fun. Dude, I love the missions. Dude, we should, should we talk about some of our exchanges? Or, yes. ooh, you know what we should talk ooh. about is um, we probably shouldn't say his name because he's a minor. Mm. Maybe we can call him Gary. Gary, um, yes. So, so <laughs> me, and, me and Zach just switched areas. So while we're in this area, we, like, worked a ton with the members. It was a pretty affluent area, so we tried to help members, especially youth, invite their friends. Mm. And we went and did this. I don't know if you've heard this. Have you heard this part of the story? I So when I went in, like, we never saw the kid. Okay, so, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Go for it. <laughs> so we had gotten this family, and we'd you know, done a little member message and invited them to do some missionary work, and we're asking them what their goals are going to be. And one of the kids is like a deacon, or he's a teacher, 
And he's like, I'm going to pay my friend 20 bucks to read the Book of Mormon. Ah, yes. <laughs> and we're like, say less. Let's do it. <laughs> and so we were like, I thought he was kidding. But he did. He did. And then we like go to the house, their house for dinner. And the kid is there. And he's like, yeah, I read, read the whole thing. Got 20 bucks. It was awesome. And we started teaching him. He started coming to church every week. And like for a month, we taught him twice a week. And he came to church every week. And we extended a baptismal invitation. And he said yes. Huh. But then his parents are we're not super on board and we never met the parents and um so then he kind of fell off and he wasn't able to he like stopped coming but then well their hunter <laughs> and this is what was crazy is like so i i met i met him once on my first day um so your former companion my companion elder lee he introduced me to the family um, that the the boy that had offered the twenty bucks, and so I had met them, but I had never really met the kid. And then I think over, so I was there for like six months in that area. I, I saw him occasionally, but we had never taught him. And we always told him, Gary, we gotta come teach you when yeah. we would see him. But he was never really interested. And we had only seen him at youth nights or ward activities. But once then then later on, it was my my next companion, Elder Hogan. We were there, we were going through, we, we were trying to get a little more specific. Like we were trying to try something new. And so we were um, visiting members that we had no idea who they were at like in the afternoon was when we had decided to do this. And we knocked on this member's door and he, Gary answers. And we're like, what? And this, <laughs> this little kid answered and we're like, no way. And well, and, and his brother, his older brother was there too. And so we were like, it's been so long. Like, and so we taught him, we didn't really ask any questions. And then afterward we found out his mom was a less active member and it all like started to make a little bit more sense why she was letting this, this, uh, Gary meet with, with the former elders, right. With you. I had no idea. It all started making sense. And so this, by interacting with him and his friend, Gary's friend, and his brother, over time, this relationship with this inactive member in the church started to heal a little bit in the background. Huh. We had no idea. So it was kind of this, it's still going on, and Gary's still learning, and his family's still learning more. But, like, that was insane. It's like, you never see kind of the full picture sometimes as missionaries, but it starts to kind of work together. Do you have any moments like that? Well, I mean, so that's a perfect example, actually. Um... Any other ones where you like, did see the full picture? Because those are special moments, and there's not very many, I feel like. Yeah. I think. I got one while you're thinking. Yeah, if go you want. for it. Yeah. So we taught this family. Um, they were totally not members of the church. Oh, they were. They were members, but they were not active at all. And we go knock on their door, and we kind of wiggle our way in there, right, and give them a message about the Book of Mormon. And I remember this one very specifically. I invited them to read together Alma chapter 5. And then to, when they get to every, Alma 5 is a lot of questions, right? And so when they read every question to talk about it as a couple. Kind of a weird invitation. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Especially they were totally not active. But I remember feeling very specifically invited them to do that. And then I was transferred like a few days later and literally never thought about it again. But we were back visiting the mission, you know, a month ago. And I was sad I didn't get to see you. Very sad. Ah. <laughs> and we go to this ward party and they're there. And it's like, oh, um, good to see you. And they're like, oh, my gosh, Elder Hilton, we need to talk to you. And so they pulled me and my parents aside, and they said, you know, we were actually about to get divorced. And we realized our marriages were fighting for. 
And so we never read the scriptures ever together, but we decided to take your challenge and wow. we did it. And since then, we have not missed a day reading the scriptures together, and we were sealed in June. Oh, and that's amazing. He's, he's like the ward mission leader. And it was like so powerful for me. I mean, I had, I had no idea or even thought that would ever happen with this, you know, inactive family we went and visited. But that's what it's all about. And it was super cool. That is amazing. That's, I think I even met that family, I think, at one point on an exchange. Uh-huh. and. That is awesome to see. And that made me think, too, of this experience where this is, like, so clear. I should have thought of this before, but it was, again, like, it was kind of COVID lockdown times a little bit. And this uh-huh. was in Canton, which you served around, too. Um, but do you ever – you actually met her, Wendy Bailey. Oh, my gosh. This Wendy's, is such a good story. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Okay. So the story starts out – so it was – I think it was Thanksgiving morning where we had been asked to go out and do service. Well, I think that or maybe the week before, but for the story's sake, it was Thanksgiving morning. Uh-huh. We're asked to go out and do service for the world before we, we kind of take up the rest of the day as a P day. And so we're like, okay, my companions were not that excited. I was like, let's go for it. Miracles are going to happen. Like we were promised they would today. So we go out and we see this like yard crazy full of leaves. And we just knock on the lady's door and says, I was like, this one. We're knocking on this one. We're raking these leaves. And so this lady was like, awesome, okay. She was this kind of older lady named Wendy. So we raked her leaves. We made this giant leaf pile, and we were kind of being dumb, and we were jumping in afterward, and she got a kick out of that. (laughs) But then we had asked her, like, we introduced ourselves as missionaries, taught her, and then she's like, I actually went to your church when I was 16 with my boyfriend. I actually have a copy of the Book of Mormon. I swear I will never become a member of your church, but I respect you. Uh-huh. And I go, oh, Wendy, yes, we will see. <laughs> <laughs> and so we would go back every week just to knock on her door and say, hope you're doing well. Can we help you? We'd love to teach you. She actually accepted to meet with us once. And in that lesson, she brought a friend and vowed to her friend she would never join our church. And then after a certain point, we just found that this wasn't her time, and so we had left it. And then I was transferred out of the area, and I had, I, for this person, I didn't follow her dot at all, and so I wasn't able to keep track of her progress, uh-huh. and then that's kind of where you came in. So, and I didn't serve in that area, but I lived with the Canton elders, right? Yeah. And so I remember hearing about they're like, yeah, we're super excited. They would meet her all the time, and then she was, like, progressing super quickly, came to church. And I actually was on exchange, and I put her on date. Oh, so, so yes. Like, well, thank you. Again, <laughs> again. And dude, I remember that she was, like, so ready. Yeah. And I was basically like, Wendy, I think what you're saying is it's time. It's time for you to get baptized. And she was like, yeah, it is time. Dude, and the story gets even better. Oh, my gosh. Because so she came, was doing so good, got baptized, had so many good connections in the ward. But at her baptism... This is another crazy story, actually, that goes along just with this. So we knock on a door. Oh, I don't remember the name of the complex. You would totally have not. We've knocked there together. Um, Lady opens. She's, like, Ukrainian. And, you know, she's like, how's it going? And this was such a weird approach, but I was like, I'm speaking tomorrow in church. Will you come hear me? And she was like, yeah, I'll come hear you (laughs) if you can get me a ride. So we got the word mission leader to get her a ride, and she came. (laughs) She came to hear me speak. Loved it. And then after church, we invited her. She's a pianist. We invited her to play at Wendy's baptism. Oh no way! And so on Saturday, and so like six days for six days from then, and she came, played the piano. I was transferred on Tuesday, which was so oh. sad. 
but she came and played the piano and then decided to take the discussions and got baptized. Oh. So like Wendy, it's just it's so cool to see how it all connects. Oh. Like you taking the rake out and saying we're gonna rake your leaves for you turns into those discussions. Turns into her getting baptized. Turns into her baptism helping someone else make the step to get baptized. So so perfect. And well, and what was cool for me again a cool moment of the Lord that let me Elder Hunter see a little bit of this was that. I think it was three months after her baptism, I was called in to do an exchange in my former area in Canton. Uh-huh. And the elders were surprised and were like, we're teaching Wendy tonight. She's no having way. us over no for dinner with her son. Her son wants to learn more. And I go in, I was like, no way. This is so cool. And she, this is like what you hear stories of. And oh, I'm feeling the spirit as I'm talking about this right now. But she was a completely different person the look of her like it it's true people change like i i saw her she was not angry she was not passive she was open and she gave me a big hug and we were able to talk and she read a, a verse oh, i need to find it it's from alma but she was told me her story of she read this verse and then it really pretty much said in it that you need to stop stop not hearing the words of the lord much like Am- amulek amulek said it and she was like, that is my sign. That, that was the sign when Elder Hunter started raking my leaves and I pushed them away. But like, this is, this is now. And I got to see that completely different person. The gospel, it, it changes lives. Yeah. It's been so powerful. I remember, too, that reminded me, that witness was so strong to her. They would sometimes, the elders in Canton, they would usually eat the Panera bread. And there were sometimes people there who hated the church. Mm. And they would come up to them during their lessons and would say, they would like stop the lesson and talk to the person who's being taught and say, wow. don't listen to this. This is not true. And I remember that happened to Wendy and I, I got a call about it. And Wendy had stuff and said, you're wrong. Like this is, this is before she's about it. Before she accepted anything. She was like, no, this is true. I know that what these are telling me is right and is good. And you need to stop like being rude to them. And like rejected all the pamphlets they were handing out. Like she was wow. awesome. Oh, it's so cool. So Dang, amazing. That, oh my gosh. Oh, just another example too of just like multiple touch points with the gospel and how everybody's path is different. And it's cool when you get to see it as a missionary. There's a lot of people you don't, but they happen. They and happen. so that gives faith to the people that you never see, but then accept it. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much I want to talk about, but we are almost out of time here. True. Um. Okay, one thing we could talk about quickly, just in terms of finding, I think we had a cool experience in our mission where we had a little bit of Facebook at the beginning, but then the two big things were like finding through own efforts and finding through members. Mm. And like we, I think we both did a lot with both. Yes. <laughs> right? yeah. um, for people who are going, and we also helped a lot with missionaries who are coming into the field. Sure. So what I wanted to get at was what is your advice to people who are thinking about going on missions or people leaving on missions soon about finding? Just from the things that we experienced, what would be your, your tips? I think there was a principle that I kind of learned about halfway through, which is that the gospel of Jesus Christ affects members, missionaries, and non-member friends all the same. And that's something that I learned that was powerful, I think, where if you take preach my gospel and you think, oh, I'm reading this because it's for my non-member friends. Well, yes, that's like a third of it. Mm-hmm. And then the same applies to members who, like for your less active family, it applies to them. It applies to active members who need to grow their faith. And it applies to missionaries too, where you and me both got to help a lot of missionaries out with a lot of things and point them to Christ. And I think if all three of those members, missionaries, and friends, if you point them towards Christ, that's it. 
I think when it comes to for missionaries that are going out right now, my advice with when it comes to finding, when it comes to just being prepared for your mission is take those same principles that you find and preach my gospel in the scriptures and apply them to you, your parents, your family, your friends in whatever way they need it, but it can apply and you should try to teach them something, try to help them with something, point them towards Christ. And that's what a missionary does. You could do it in the field with the tag, but you also get to do it wherever you're at. You just point people towards Christ. How are you doing that now? Right now, it was awesome. I'll tell you, I know we're out of time, but there was an experience I prayed for yesterday. I went into the Wilkinson Center here at BYU at lunch, and I was like, I made a promise that I would always sit next to someone during lunch, and I want to be able to find the person I'm supposed to. So I prayed, sat down with this guy. He'd been having a terrible day, going through a lot of finals right now. He was a Sounds like me. <laughs> it was you, no. Uh, but he was going through it, and I sat down with him. I talked with him about life, about where he's at, and the gospel naturally came up, and we just talked about how there's hope in the world. And after I got up, I'll probably, I might not see him again, but you get to be what Christ wants you to be for someone else um, before you're a missionary, if you're a missionary, and after if you are. And always point someone towards Christ. I love that. And talk to them. Like, you can't do it. Uh, you personify, teach when you find, find when you teach, talk to everyone. That's exactly what you did and are doing. And that's what we all have to do. And not even just in the, like, when you see someone, talk to them, and you will help them. The Spirit will work through you. It's just as, oh, I love it, Zach. I love that. Okay, last question. How do you feel like your testimony changed over the course of your mission? For me, it's really just been elevated, I think, and it's put me on a path to keep growing, I think. The mission is a perfect way of helping others as, or helping yourself as you're helping others. If you focus outward, you focus on others and how you can help them, you as a result change. But if you go after, I want to work on me right now, it's not going to be that easy. And that's something I learned the first day in the mission and I focused on every day was I will change as a result of helping others change. And really the atonement of Jesus Christ is the power by which change is made. And so if we help others access that enabling power of the atonement of Christ, we change as a cool result. And that's something that I, I hope to focus on further. If this is kind of advice that I got is if church is boring for you, well, then you got to go to church for someone else. Learn something for someone else at church. If reading your scriptures is boring for you, then, well, read for someone else. What do they need to get out of this that you could share with them? And think about others more than yourself, and that's how you become more Christ-like. I love that. Zach, thanks so much for coming on today. This is so much fun. We have maybe we have to do another episode. Like this is uh, so, so much fun. fun uh, I love you so to much. Talk about it, and you were an incredible missionary. So keep it up. Thank you so much.